Listener-supported KFUO, we are the messenger of good news. It's time now for our moment on the lighter side. I'm Gary Duncan with you this afternoon. And today we welcome back one of our favorite guests. And today, he kind of left us hanging last week. We are going to hear your favorite Bible verse this week, right, Peter? Indeed we are, Gary. (laughs) Great, because, you know, last week we, we talked about 15 minutes and we never got around to it. Uh, that was all necessary preliminary stuff, but this week we'll get down to the nitty-gritty. But I, I hope we do get down to the nitty-gritty and not the band, because frankly, none of the passages that you shared with us last week were your favorite, and they weren't favorites of mine either. You had us reading from Luke chapter 12, and rather than comfort me, those verses just kind of troubled me. Je- Jesus told me that I shouldn't be anxious and that I shouldn't worry. True words. The problem is I am anxious at times, and I do worry at times, and no matter how hard I try, I can't seem to stop. No argument for me, Gary. I, I agree. All the passages we read last week show the greatness of our predicament. Jesus reminds us we worry because we have little faith. Our anxiety only proves we're, we're too focused on earthly things rather than seeking after his kingdom. But that's what makes the next words Jesus says there in Luke chapter 12 so important and so comforting, and why they're... Well, if you would read on in Luke chapter 12, verse 32. Okay. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Now, now that is one of my favorite passages. It is a perfect word of comfort for those who worry, who are anxious, and who are of little faith. Uh, they take a closer look at it, but you were telling me about a Seinfeld episode where they did everything backwards you were telling me about? Yeah, yeah, that was a, a fun episode to watch. Everything was done backwards. It started at the end. So we're going to do the same thing. We'll we'll start the Bible passage here at the end. Now, now, what is it that God promises to give us there? It is his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Now, when you hear the word kingdom, what do you think about it? Well, I suppose heaven and eternal life and stuff like that, the same thing that came to mind earlier when Jesus said we should seek his kingdom. I suppose he's talking about salvation and life everlasting. And no doubt that is included in the kingdom. But, but there, there's more. You know, the word here literally means the reign of God. Now, now certainly he does reign in heaven. But isn't he also reigning here and now? Uh, what God wants to give you is not just some pie in the sky by and by, uh, but it's something you can also enjoy now. And what is that something? The fact that God is reigning in your life right here and now. Uh, you are part of his kingdom. That not only guarantees your future, but also means that God even now is working everything together for your good. Well, maybe he might be for some, but how do I know that he's doing that for me? Well, read the verse now. We're going backwards. Read the verse again. Only start a little earlier. It is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Why does God reign in your life? Is it because of something you've done? Is it the result of some work you've performed? Is it the consequence of some decision you've made? Oh, I I see your point. He reigns in our lives because that's what pleases him. It is his good pleasure. Isn't that a great comfort to know that what makes God happy is to bless you? God wakes up every morning and has but one desire, and that is to so guide your life that you will have blessings here on earth and forever in heaven. And please note, all of this is a gift there in the Bible. It says, not of your works lest any man should boast. 
I don't mean to argue with a clear promise of God, but sometimes it seems like he's not doing a very good job of reigning in our lives with all the setbacks and problems that people have. Oh, yeah. I, you know, just like that whole air conditioning problem I had. I, I, I know it seems that way, Gary, uh, but actually it fits in perfectly with the promise that it is God's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. How is that, Peter? Well, remember from last week what happened to the rich farmer who received only blessings? Oh, true, he had an abundance of things. But in the end, as God said to him, fool, this night your soul is required of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So maybe we need a little trouble now, lest we lose everything in the end. Yes, as the author of Hebrews says, for the moment all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. But later it... It yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. And, you know, that same author reminds us, for the Lord disciplines the one he loves. It is a great comfort to know that, that even when we are disciplined, God is still reigning. And, and since he's in control, we can be sure then that, that, that he'll never give us more than we can bear, but he'll provide a way out. But there is still more comfort in this little verse. Let's go back a little further now. Who is this who, whose good pleasure is uh, to give us the kingdom. It is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Now, I I understand you've been talking with Dr. Luke the last few weeks. Yeah, that I have. It's in the Gospel of Luke that we learn we should address God as our father. You know that, don't you? Uh, Just like Jesus says here in my favorite passage. And I don't mean to be stealing another man's words, but our mutual friend Martin Luther had something important to say about calling God our father. Here's what he said. God would, by these words, tenderly invite us to believe that he is our true father and that we are his true children, so that we may, with all boldness and confidence, ask him as dear children, ask their dear father. I just realized, Peter, that actually ties in with what the author of Hebrews said about discipline. Hebrews twelve seven. It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? Good point, Gary. So the promise that our father makes is that whether we are dealing with blessing or trial, God will so reign in our lives that in the end we receive the gift of the kingdom. I'm sorry, but I still have a question. It's the one I had before. How can we be sure this promise applies to us? I mean, I can see how it might be true of those who are single-mindedly seeking the kingdom, but what about us who are still anxious and worried? Well, read again yet a little earlier in the verse. Okay. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Now, why do you think Jesus calls us here the, the little flock here, huh? Now that you mentioned it, I really don't have any idea why. Well, you know, it has to do with what he called us earlier. Remember, he said we were people of, again, quote, unquote, little faith. Oh, that's right. He did. And don't you see, that's the point. We are called the little flock because we are those of little faith. These words were not spoken to the strong and the stalwart. It is no coincidence that Jesus was just talking about the worrying and the anxious. For this is the promise that God makes to those of little faith. Fear not, little flock. For it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Ah, I see your point. So this promise is made precisely for the little flock, those of little faith. Exactly. 
you know, earlier Jesus said our worries cannot change anything in our life. That's right. Jesus said, and which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? If that is true about our worries in our life, even more true about our worries in God. Our anxieties do not change the fact that it is his good pleasure to give us the kingdom. Which brings us to the last, although first in our verse, comforting word. Uh, Gary, one last time, please. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. You know, it strikes me as interesting that Jesus has already used two other words to describe our troubled minds. You already talked about worry and anxiety. So, so why choose a third word? Why use the word fear here? Is he trying to impress us with his mastery of the Greek language? Does he have his thesaurus opened in front of him? Again, you got me. Why does he choose yet another word for worry and anxiety? Because even after we've heard these words, we might still worry. We might still be anxious. But here Jesus tells us, that we need to fear not. For you see, despite our troubled minds, the fact is, little flock, it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Well, you know, that's interesting. It's a a very interesting thought. So even while we're worried and while we're anxious, we still have no reason to fear. Well, that's what it says, isn't it? And that's why it's one of my favorite passages. You know what? I think it's becoming one of my favorite passages as well. At least I've read it enough that I should be able to remember it. If you only have time to memorize one Bible passage this summer, this would be a good one to memorize. Uh, but, but, but anyway, uh, goodbye for now, and just don't forget. Fear not, fear not little, flock. little flock. It is the Father's, is the good, Father's pleasure good pleasure to give you, to give the, you kingdom. the kingdom. Okay. Well, thanks. I look forward to talking to you soon.